What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more. Live from the Bloomberg Interactive Burger Studios, this is Bloomberg Daybreak for Thursday, July 7th, 2022. Coming up this hour. Boris Johnson plans to resign as British Prime Minister. We are live in London with the very latest. The pound strengthens on the resignation news as European stocks climb. Fed officials stick to their rate hike plan to curb inflation. And Samsung sparks a rally in chip stocks. New York Mayor Eric Adams holds a roundtable discussion on city issues, plus looking for a motive for the Highland Park, Illinois shooter. I'm Michael Barr. More ahead. I'm John Stanshower in sports. A 10-0 win for the Mets, a lopsided win for the Yankees. They make their first visit to the Red Sox tonight. That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak. On Bloomberg 1130 New York, Bloomberg 991 Washington DC, Bloomberg 1061 Boston, Bloomberg 960 San Francisco, Sirius XM 119, and around the world on BloombergRadio.com and via the Bloomberg Business app. Broadcasting live from the Bloomberg Interactive. Good morning, I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. U.S. stock index futures are on the rise this morning. We're coming up to 601 on Wall Street, and we check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. Right now, S&P futures are up seven points. Dow futures up 78. NASDAQ futures up 30. The DAX in Germany is up one and a half percent. The 10-year Treasury down 1030 seconds, yield 2.96 percent, and the yield on the two-year 3.03 percent. Nathan. All right, Karen, we begin this morning with breaking developments out of the U.K. The time apparently is up for Boris Johnson. The prime minister is finally ready to resign. Let's go live to London and get the latest with Bloomberg's Ewan Potts. Good morning, Ewan. Good morning, Nathan and Karen. Boris Johnson says he is quitting as Britain's prime minister. Even by recent standards, it has been a dramatic day on Downing Street. A snowstorm of resignations from the government at the beginning of the week became an avalanche by yesterday. In total, more than 50 ministers and aides leaving their posts in protest. And perhaps the final blow came today when the Chancellor, the second most senior member of the government, only appointed to the job on Tuesday, tweeted that Boris Johnson must go now. Well, the PM has finally given up the fight and is now preparing his resignation speech. Nathan? Well, when are we expecting Boris Johnson to actually leave office, You and What are the next steps for the UK government? Well, today's news means that the UK is set to have its fourth leader in just six years. Now, remember, the Conservative Party still has a majority in Parliament, so it's up to the party to choose a new leader who will then take over as the British Prime Minister. A leadership contest will get underway in the coming days, with the new Prime Minister likely to be in place by October. Live in London, I'm Ewan Potts, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Ewan, thank you. We, of course, will be following this story throughout the day, and we're checking market reaction as well. The pound strengthening on the 
the news. It's at 1.1999 against the dollar. Stocks in Europe are rallying. The stock 600 is up 1.3%, and the FTSE 100 in London is up 1.1%. Stay with us for the latest on Boris Johnson throughout the morning here on Bloomberg Radio. Well, while Britain grapples with political turmoil, Karen, the war in Ukraine rages on, and now the U.S. and its allies are firming up plans for a cap on the price of Russian oil to limit the Kremlin's ability to finance its war. Amy Morris has the details from our Bloomberg 99.1 newsroom in Washington. They're discussing a cap between 40 and $60 a barrel. The aim is to cut Moscow's revenue for its war in Ukraine, but the risk is that it would lead to a spike in oil prices. German Chancellor Olaf Scholz accused Russia of using natural gas deliveries as a political weapon. The invasion of Ukraine has also forced several European countries to dial back their plans for decarbonization so they can compensate for those cuts in Russian fuel supplies. In Washington, I'm Amy Morris, Bloomberg Daybreak. Right, Amy, thank you. Well, turning to the economy, investors are still reacting to yesterday's Fed minutes, and they're also looking ahead to tomorrow's jobs report. And we get the details live with Bloomberg's John Tucker. John. And Karen Bennett's from the Fed show central bank officials solidified their resolve to keep raising interest rates for longer. They viewed maintaining the central bank's credibility to control inflation as crucial. Well, that has the investors still betting the Fed will hike by 75 basis points later this month. Meantime, economists forecast U.S. employers added the fewest jobs in over a year in June. Well, they say that expected slowdown isn't too concerning just yet. The jobs report from the Labor Department expected to show the unemployment rate remaining at an historically low level. Live in New York, I'm John Tucker, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, John, thanks. Let's talk about an economy of a different sort now. Billionaires and high flyers from the tech and media worlds are in Sun Valley, Idaho, for the annual Allen & Company conference. So is Bloomberg's Ed Ludlow. He filed this report. A lot of the big picture macro items are what are top of mind. There are discussions around inflation, recession risk, the volatility that we've seen in public equity markets, the rundown in valuations that we've seen in both public and private markets. But behind closed doors, all of these high flyers are also talking about a number of societal issues ranging from gun control to recent decisions by the Supreme Court. They're also discussing issues of climate change. No sight yet of Elon Musk. The world's richest man is coming to Sun Valley, according to sources. Ed Ludlow for Bloomberg News in Sun Valley, Idaho. Yeah, thanks. We're also learning Elon Musk is expected to speak at the conference on its final day this Saturday. And Nathan, staying with tech, we have news on Apple. Bloomberg News has learned the company is planning an extreme sports watch. And we get the latest live with Bloomberg's Renita Young. Good morning, Renita. Good morning, Karen. Bloomberg sources say Apple's new smartwatch will be the largest display it's released to date with a bigger battery and a rugged metal casing. And it's geared toward extreme sports athletes. Now, Apple could use the larger screen area to show more fitness metrics or information on watch faces at one time. The company plans to announce the new watch along with two other models later this year. Live in New York, I'm Renita Young, Bloomberg Daybreak. Okay, Renita, thanks. Chip stocks are moving higher this morning thanks to Samsung Electronics. South Korea's largest company reported a better-than-anticipated 21% jump in revenue. The report is soothing investors' worst fears about the impact of weakening consumer demand and soaring materials costs on the $550 billion chip industry. Deal News, Nathan. The Wall Street Journal reporting Merck is in talks to acquire biotech company Seagen. 
paper said the deal could be worth about $40 billion, and CGEN shares are up 6% in early trading. And shares of GameStop are up 9% in the pre-market, Karen. The company became the poster child for so-called meme stocks. Now it's announced a 4-to-1 stock split in the form of a dividend. And again, futures are on the rise this morning. S&P futures up about 8 points. Dow futures up 89. And NASDAQ futures are up 35. The DAX in Germany up 1.4%. The 10-year Treasury down 9.30 seconds. Yield 2.96%. Straight ahead, your latest local headlines, plus a check of sports. And this is Bloomberg. All right, Karen, thank you. It is 6.07 on Wall Street. We're at 71 degrees in Central Park. Still dealing with the accident. Southbound New York State Thruway exit 15A. Details coming up in traffic. Michael Barr is here first, though, with more on what's going on in New York and around the world. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Nathan. New York Mayor Eric Adams held a roundtable-style meeting involving community groups and the NYPD. Adams was asked last night about the problem of abuse of landlords in the city. We're going to go back and see how we use the uh, Human Rights Division, the police department, the DA's office, to target those who who are harassing older adults. Because, you know, it's it's against the law to illegally evict. It's against the law to harass. And I don't think there's enough attention on zeroing in on those bad acting uh, landlords. Mayor Adams dealt with a range of issues from oversight of homeless shelters and the budget. Adams said the police budget remained flat. We can't live in a city where young people pick up a gun faster than they can get an iPad. Days after a rooftop gunman killed seven people at a Chicago-area 4th of July parade, attention has turned to how the assailant obtained multiple guns. Authorities say Robert Cremo III confessed to the killings. Highland Park Police Chief Lou Jogman says he's, quote, disappointed that more couldn't have been done to prevent Cremo from getting his hands on a gun. Given the constraints of what we have in place, there is only so much the police department can do. We have a social worker on board. You know, we do what we can. Chief Jogman says Cremo was heading to Madison, Wisconsin, to carry out another attack, but changed his mind. WNBA star Brittany Griner's drug trial resumes today in Russia, where she has been held since February. The White House says President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris have called Griner's wife directly to reassure her that he's working to secure Brittany's release as soon as possible. Friends and fans of Brittany Griner held a rally in Phoenix to show support for the WNBA star. Griner's wife, Sherelle. Let's make sure this administration knows that they have our support to do whatever is necessary and that we are not going to ever be quiet until she's home safely. Cheryl Greiner asked supporters to keep pressure on the administration to get Brittany released. One of the former officers convicted in the death of George Floyd will be sentenced today in federal court. Former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin was already sentenced to more than 22 years in a state court for Floyd's murder. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg Nathan. Thanks, Michael. Coming up to 610 on Wall Street, John Stashauer has the Bloomberg Sports Update. All right, Nathan, the Mets have to be encouraged about the return of Max Scherzer. Jacob DeGrom getting closer, but as they trailed last night in Cincinnati, they might have taken a peek at the scoreboard, seeing Atlanta leading yet again. It was looking like the Red Hot Braves might close within a game and a half, but a Met rally. Game tying, RBI double in the ninth inning for Sterling Marte, and they went to the 10th. 1-1 pitch. Nemo drills it deep to right field, headed toward the seats. Naquin back at the fence, and it's out of here. Randy Nemo with a three-run homer. 
Pirates have broken the game open in the top of the 10th inning. It's 8-3. to three. That was the final WCBS had it. The Braves blank the Cardinals 3-0. They're 26-7 and seven over their last 33 games. The Met lead is 2.5. They host Miami tonight. Monday, the Mets visit Atlanta. Yankees tonight make their first visit of the season to Boston. They'll seek their 60th win in Pittsburgh. They avoided what would have been just their second three-game losing streak of the season. They wallop the Pirates. 16 to nothing, 22 Yankee hits, six home runs, including Aaron Judge's 30th of the year. It was a grand slam. Actually came off Manny Banuelos, who was his Yankee teammate just a few days ago. And Wimbledon, what a match. Raphael Nadal shook off his abdominal injury, came from two sets to one down, won a fifth set tiebreaker with American Taylor Fritz. Nadal says he's not sure if he'll be healthy enough to play a semifinal match tomorrow with the Aussie Nick Kyrgios. We'll have the women's semifinals today. Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold, quarterbacks taking first and third overall back in 2018 to Cleveland and the Jets. Didn't work out for either one, and now they will be Carolina Panthers teammates. Mayfield traded by the Browns yesterday. John Stash Network, Bloomberg Sports. Nathan. Thank you, John. S&P futures up 7 points. Dow futures up 81. NASDAQ futures up 29 points. 10-year Treasury yield 2.95%. You're listening to Bloomberg Daybreak. Bloomberg 1130 weather. Mostly cloudy. Some afternoon showers possible today going up to near 80. Low 80s. More showers likely tomorrow. Mostly sunny. Low 80s to start the weekend. Right now, 71 and cloudy in Central Park. Markets, headlines, and breaking news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Bloomberg Business App, and at Bloomberg Quick Take. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. And U.S. stock index futures are rising this morning, and so is NYMEX crude oil. The FTSE 100 in London is higher following news Boris Johnson plans to resign as U.K. prime minister. And the two- and 10-year yield curves remain inverted for a third day. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. S&P futures up about seven points this morning. Dow futures up 77. NASDAQ futures up 32. The DAX in Germany is up 1.4%, and the FTSE 100 up 1.1 percent. The 10-year Treasury down 6.30 seconds, yield 2.95 percent. Yield on the two-year 3.01 percent. NYMEX crude oil is up eight tenths percent, or 76 cents, at 99 dollars 29 cents a barrel. COMEX gold is up three tenths percent, or 5 dollars 10 cents, at 17.41.60 an ounce. The euro 1.0212 against the dollar. British pound 1.2016. And the yen is at 135.92. Looking at Bitcoin this morning, it is higher, up 7 tenths percent at $20,500. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Now here's Michael Barr with more on what's going on around the world. Michael. Karen, thank you very much. Outside of British Prime Minister Johnson agreeing to resign, jailed American basketball star Brittany Griner returns to a Russian court today as calls increase for Washington to do more to secure her release. Greiner was detained in February at a Moscow airport after vape canisters with cannabis oil allegedly were found in her luggage. In baseball, the Yankees just clobbered the Pirates 16-0. The Mets also won. The Nationals, Orioles, and Giants also winners. The Red Sox lost along with the A's. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take. Powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts, more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr, and this is Bloomberg. Nathan. All right, Michael, thank you. It is 619 on Wall Street, live from the Bloomberg Interactive Brokers Studios. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. We want to get back to our top story now. After a breathtaking 48 hours or so of government resignations in the U.K., 
There is about to be one more as Boris Johnson is set to announce he is leaving as prime minister. Bloomberg Daybreak Europe anchor Anna Edwards joins us for more on this now live from outside Parliament in Westminster. Just give us an idea of what the atmosphere is like right now where you sit. I mean, it's just been amazing what's been happening over the last several days. Yeah, this uh, certainly this is a story that's been building and building, Nathan. Good to speak to you. It's often said that leaders go slowly, slowly, and then very quickly. Well, that's sort of how things feel here. Over the last weeks and months, we've been tracking scandal after scandal that has faced the Conservative Party. Well, that's finally all caught up with Boris Johnson over the most recent days. Many members, senior members of his cabinet, asking very openly questions about his leadership, many of them resigning, and as you say, many ministers resigning. The total there, I I stopped counting after we got to 50, more than 50, more than a third of his cabinet, his ministers, his ministerial aides resigning, saying they didn't want to work for him anymore. It became very difficult for him to find people to replace them, essentially. And so we understand that Boris Johnson will resign this morning. We expect that to happen in the next couple of hours. Yeah, it's been amazing to see how Boris Johnson has managed to weather scandal after scandal through his relatively short premiership. Anna, what is it about this last scandal for him, the Chris Pincher affair, that's had so many of Boris Johnson's own cabinet ministers decide this is enough? Well, I think it tapped into concerns that many of them had already. It was pushing them against an open door in that sense. It raised questions about truthfulness, about how much they could trust things that Number 10 and the Prime Minister were saying. Some of these ministers and other cabinet officials were being given lines by Number 10 and told to go out in the media and defend the record of the Prime Minister. And then subsequently, those lines were then walked back. Those lines were uh, turned out to be not true. And so there was a lot of anger that that, uh, ministers had put their own reputations on the line because they believed what they had been told. That was the anger. But this does go back further. This does go back to all of the scandals before. The thing that's happened in recent weeks is that we had a couple of these by-elections, which is sort of local elections that happen outside the normal calendar of voting here in the UK and in both of those, they're just very small affairs normally, but in both of those the Tories were absolutely beaten and beaten from two different political sides. Uh, one In one situation beaten by the Labour Party and another situation beaten by the Liberal Democrats. It was as if the public were very angry in those by-elections with the Tory party and if Boris Johnson can't win elections then his Conservative Party support crumbles around him. Now, it's interesting you mentioned that because for a lot of observers here on, on this side of the world, you think a prime minister is going to leave. That sets up the opposition potentially to take over. We know that's not what's going to happen no. here, though. There's going to be a, another yeah. leadership. But, but what does this mean for the opposition? Yeah. What does this mean the next time voters head to the polls to decide who they want to run the country? Right. Well, yes. And we don't have a presidential system. Obviously, we have a system where you vote for your local MP and that all adds up to numbers of members in parliament for a particular party. And the party with the most members has the uh, ability to form a government and therefore put in place a prime minister. So if this prime minister goes, the same party finds another prime minister. So the Conservative Party will whittle that list down to two and then it will be up to the members of the Conservative Party to uh, vote on who they think uh, will will make a good prime minister. So this does not go back to the country right now. That's not the plan at the moment anyway, but never say never. Uh, we are officially a couple of years away still from another election, probably 2024. That would be uh, when we would expect to have an, another election, although these things are not set in stone. The Labour leadership has, or the Labour Party has been gaining in the polls 
because of the turmoil that the Conservative Party has faced, but I'm not sure they would describe their position as entirely comfortable just yet. Only about a minute left here, Anna, but we're told that Boris Johnson plans to stay on as a caretaker prime minister through October. Can he hang on that long, though, with so little support from his own party? Well, it's interesting. They are getting back to governing. So we understand that he has been giving out some of these uh, new roles to pe- because people resigned. He had to fill those positions and people have started accepting them now as if there is a sense that, OK, if there's got to be caretaker people in positions, we need to get on with doing the governing. So there is that sense. But, yeah, a lot of people are openly asking whether it is appropriate for somebody who has made so many people so angry and behaving the way he has, whether it is o- OK. And we'll, we'll probably learn a lot more about that over the weekend. Yeah, and we're going to learn a lot more as well when Boris Johnson uh, takes to the podium. We're told later today uh, for that resignation announcement. Anna Edwards, Bloomberg Daybreak Europe banker with us this morning outside Parliament in Westminster. Anna, thank you uh, for the insights and for that update. We'll be bringing you uh, Boris Johnson's uh, resignation announcement that's expected sometime around midday London time, according to Sky News. It's 11.24 in the morning uh, in London right now. So in the next couple of hours, we're expecting Boris Johnson to make his announcement. We will bring it to you, of course, live right here on Bloomberg Radio. Looking ahead to the market open, futures are a bit higher. S&P futures up seven points. Dow futures up 82. NASDAQ futures uh, a gain of 26 points. You're listening to Bloomberg Daybreak. Bloomberg 1130 weather, mostly cloudy, some afternoon showers possible with a high near 80 degrees today. Low 80s tomorrow with more showers likely. We'll be back in the sunshine, low 80s for Saturday. Right now, 71 in Central Park. Broadcasting live from the Bloomberg Interactive Broker Studio in New York. Bloomberg 1130 to Washington, D.C. Bloomberg 991 to Boston. Bloomberg 1061 to San Francisco. Bloomberg 960 to the country. Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Business App and BloombergRadio.com. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. It's 6.30 on Wall Street. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. We are just about three hours away from the open of U.S. trading. It is time for the five things you need to know to start your day. Brought to you by IBKR. Investment advisors switch to interactive brokers for lowest-cost global trading and turnkey custody solutions. No ticket charges and no conflicts of your interests at IBKR.com slash RIA. We begin with breaking news out of the U.K. Boris Johnson will resign as prime minister following numerous scandals and intense pushback from his government. Bloomberg's Lizzie Burr has the latest from 10 Downing Street. Resignations had mounted more than almost a third of the government quit their jobs because of Johnson's integrity over the Chris Pincher affairs handling, the cost of living crisis, the Partygate scandal. It had all been building and government was paralyzed. So Johnson, it seems, can do it no longer. And Bloomberg's Lizzie Burden says Johnson plans to stay on as caretaker leader until October. We're awaiting a formal statement from Johnson. We'll bring that to you live when it happens right here on Bloomberg Radio. Well, back here in the U.S., Karen, the focus is on the economy as investors continue to react to yesterday's Fed minutes. And Bloomberg's John Tucker joins us live with more. John? Nathan, the minutes show policymakers will probably deliver another big interest rate hike later this month. Investors bet it will be 75 basis points. Inflation was referenced 90 times in the minutes. Despite all the worry about an economic downturn, there were no mentions of recession. Meantime, the jobs report from the Labor Department tomorrow is expected to show employers added the fewest jobs in over a year in June. 
Live in New York, I'm John Tucker, Bloomberg Radio. All right, John, thank you. And now, an economy of a different story. Billionaires and high flyers in tech and media are meeting at the Allen & Company Conference in Sun Valley, Idaho. We're told Tesla CEO Elon Musk is expected to speak on the final day of the conference this Saturday. Well, sticking with tech, Karen, Bloomberg News has learned Apple's planning an extreme sports watch. Bloomberg's Renita Young joins us live with that. Good morning, Renita. Good morning, Nathan. Bloomberg sources say Apple's new smartwatch will be the largest display it's released to date, with a bigger battery and a rugged metal casing. It's geared toward extreme sports athletes. Apple could use the larger screen area to show more fitness metrics or information on watch faces at one time. The company plans to announce the new watch along with two other models later this year. Live in New York, I'm Renita Young, Bloomberg Daybreak. Hi, Rita. Thank you. S&P futures higher this morning, up 10 points. Dow futures up 114, and Nasdaq futures up 38. Ten-year Treasury down 6.30 seconds, yield 2.95 percent. And that's the five things you need to know to start your day. Brought to you by Interactive Brokers. Your local headlines straight ahead. This is Bloomberg. Thanks, Karen. 633 on Wall Street, 71 degrees in Central Park. Got an accident westbound Belt Parkway at Sunrise Highway in Queens. Details coming up in traffic. First, Michael Barr with more on what's going on in New York and around the world. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Nathan. New York Mayor Eric Adams held a roundtable-style discussion last night involving community groups and the NYPD. Mayor Adams dealt with a range of issues from oversight of homeless shelters and the budget. When you look at this budget, and the amount of money we allocated to unprecedented uh, resources going to uh, children and families. Uh, the increased dollar amount in the reduced fare metro card program. Never before numbers were reached. Mayor Adams said the police budget remained flat. We can't live in a city where young people pick up a gun faster than they can get an iPad. Prosecutors in Illinois say the 21-year-old man accused of killing seven people at a 4th of July parade in Island Park confessed to the shooting after being taken into custody. The suspect made his first court appearance by video. The attorney for the accused shooter's mother and father says his clients are hurting too. Steve Greenberg, representing Robert Cremo III's parents, spoke to WLS-TV. They face charges. They'll deal with charges when it happens. Their concern is helping the community to heal and helping everyone to figure out how to keep this from happening again. Attorney Steve Greenberg, Illinois State Police say there will be criminal investigations into the culpability of the father because he sponsored the application for his son's 2020 firearm permit. Friends and fans of Brittany Griner held a rally in Phoenix to show support for the WNBA star who has been detained in Russia since February. Day two of her drug trial near Moscow is today. Former White House counsel under President Trump, Pat Cipperoni, is expected to testify under subpoena before the House January 6th committee tomorrow. Cipollone will speak to the panel behind closed doors. President Joe Biden says the final piece of the American Rescue Plan will now save troubled pension plans. Bloomberg's Ed Baxter reports. This final piece will ensure full benefits, he says, for approximately 3 million workers and retirees, saying it will protect union pension plans. With today's actions, millions of workers will have the dignified retirement they earned and they deserve. Biden saying the U.S. economy has to be built from the middle class on out. In San Francisco, I'm Ed Baxter, Bloomberg Daybreak. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts, more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg Nathan. Thank you, Michael.
Almost 6.36 on Wall Street. John Stashauer has the Bloomberg Sports Update. Thanks, Nathan. Yankees unaccustomed to losing two games in a row. They weren't about to drop a third straight. A 16 to nothing route in Pittsburgh. They scored 11 over their last two at-bats. 22 Yankee hits, six home runs. Aaron Judge hit his 30th. It was a grand slam in the eighth inning. Aaron Hicks had a grand slam in the ninth. Yanks have not played the Red Sox since the opening series of the season. That was in New York. Finally, their first trip to Fenway Park tonight. It's got a four-game series. Hal Steinbrenner met the media in Pittsburgh. He says there will be no contract talks with Judge until after the season. Says he has no regrets about the offer made that Judge rejected. Mets won in Cincinnati 8-3, to 10 innings. They tied the game in the ninth. Didn't take their first lead until the 10th. Brandon Nemo put it away with a three-run homer. Atlanta won again, staying two and a half games behind. Raphael Nadal admits his family was trying to encourage him to quit his quarterfinal match at Wimbledon with American Taylor Fritz. He was battling the abdominal injury, but Nadal stuck it out. Sure enough, won the last two sets, the fifth set, and a tiebreaker. Tough to retire it uh, in the middle of the match. Not easy, even if... Uh... I had uh, that idea for uh, such a long time, uh, but on the other hand, uh, I did it a couple of times in my tennis career. It's something that I I hate to do. It. He hopes to recover for tomorrow's semifinal match with the Aussie Nick Kyrgios women's semis today. Cleveland Browns had already moved on from Baker Mayfield when they brought in Deshaun Watson. They traded Mayfield, who was the first overall pick in 2018, to Carolina. He'll apparently battle with Sam Darnold. He was the third pick of that same draft. John Stash, I want Bloomberg Sports, maybe. All right, John, thanks. 637 on Wall Street. Time to take a look at stocks. Some of the names moving in the pre-market. Bloomberg Radio and TV Markets correspondent Kriti Gupta is with us this morning watching big moves in chip names, Kriti. Yeah, let's start with the chip names here. This is uh, pretty fascinating because we know we've been talking about simply the news that uh, you do have geopolitics at play here. The United States perhaps trying to ban some of the sales uh, that the Netherlands, for example, has been making to China. But at the same time, these chip makers are really profitable. Nathan, overnight we got some news from Samsung, as you'll know, the Korean uh, mega company, if you will. It's actually yeah. a massive part of the Korean stock exchange. A little fun sure. fact for everyone. Um, what's interesting here is they had a 21% jump in revenue. And this is really important because it has a direct read through into some of the stock names, uh, chip stocks that you are seeing this morning. Applied Materials, for example, uh, which is one of the competitors of ASML, up about five tenths of one percent. Micron is the other big one you want to watch. MU is the taker. Remember, this is the largest chip maker in the United States, up about two tenths of one percent this morning. So keep an eye, certainly, on those names as well. You also have to look at NVIDIA because if Samsung is the heavyweight in the Korean stock exchange, we know NVIDIA is the heavyweight in uh, the U.S. session. I'm just pulling up this ticker right now. NVDA up 1.5% this morning. So really, you are seeing some pretty strong moves in the chip makers. But I'm going to throw one more at you. Intel, INTC, up 1%. And I know you're watching a uh, name that uh, used to be, or maybe it still is, uh, the uh, poster child of the meme stock frenzy. That would be uh, GameStop. It's making a move as well. It is making a move. Up 9% this morning. I'm trading about $128 a share. This comes after a four-for-one stock split. You know, it's interesting. When people usually do the four-for-one stock split, they say when companies do that. Think of Amazon. Think of Apple. It's usually to tackle that uh, retail base or attract that retail base because the affordability is perhaps not as big as in in another uh, price range, for example. For example, no retail 
trader wants to pay a thousand dollars for Amazon. At least that seemed to be the mentality. So we do that four for one stocks, but it makes those shares a little bit more accessible. GameStop, on the other hand, already has that retail base. So it's important here that you actually see that. Nevertheless, still up nine percent this morning. Nathan, I'll leave you with one more story this morning, and that, of course, is in the healthcare space. We don't talk about healthcare that often. But Not lately. Maybe we should because mm. Deal News uh, is absolutely there. The Wall Street Journal reporting, citing people familiar with the matter, that Merck is in advanced talks to buy CGen, the company, a deal that values the biotech firm at more than $200 a share, the deal worth about $40 billion. The stock moves up. That is Merck, MRK, down 1%. And CGen, S-G-E-N, it is up about 5%, Nathan. All right, Bloomberg Radio TV markets correspondent Kriti Gupta. Kriti, keep an eye on all the stocks throughout all the uh, indices this morning. And as we take a look at stocks as a whole, futures moving higher. S&P futures up 10, Dow futures up 117 points, and NASDAQ futures up 35. You're listening to Bloomberg Daybreak. Bloomberg 1130 weather, mostly cloudy. A few afternoon showers possible today going up to near 80. It'll be uh, mostly cloudy. Some more showers likely tomorrow, low 80s. Sunshine returns for Saturday. Hey, just in time for the weekend. Right now, 71 degrees. Markets, headlines, and breaking news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Bloomberg Business app, and at Bloomberg Quick Take. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow, and futures are gaining this morning. We go to the first word breaking news desk for today's morning call. Here's Bill Maloney. Bill, good morning. And good morning, Karen. That's right. U.S. futures are in the green right now. Dow futures up 123 points. S&P's gain 11, while Nasdaq futures climb by 41. The U.S. 10-year yield at 2.95%. Gold is up three. Oil trading higher. And Bitcoin is up by 0.7%. Japan rose 1.5% overnight. Note that Samsung reported a better-than-anticipated 21% jump in revenue, while European markets are firmly in the green, led by 2% gains in Italy. Back in the U.S. on the economic front at 8.30, initial jobless claims. After the bell last night, GameStop reported a four-for-one stock split. And in deal news, the Wall Street Journal reported that Merck is nearing that deal for CGen. In other news, Bed Bath & Beyond interim CEO and directors bought shares. And wrapping things up, Boston Beer was cut to sector perform at RBC. Kohl's was cut to underperform over at Bank of America. Live from the First of Breaking News Desk, I'm Bill Maloney. Karen? All right, Bill, thank you. And to hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg, type squawk on your terminal, S-Q-U-A-W-K, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Now here's Michael Barr with more on what's going on around the world. Michael. Karen, thank you very much. As we've been talking about all this morning, U.K. Prime Minister Boris Johnson plans to resign, according to officials familiar with his thinking, following an unprecedented wave of resignations from his government over the past two days. Treasury Chief Nadim Zahawi told the Prime Minister to resign for the good of the country. Of course, we'll have more on Johnson coming up in a few moments. In a 4-2 ruling, the Louisiana Supreme Court rejected a request to allow immediate enforcement of state laws against most abortions, at least for now. In baseball, the Yankees all over the Pirates, 16-0. The Mets also won. The Nationals, Orioles, and Giants winners. The Red Sox lost along with the A's. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts, more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr, and this is Bloomberg Nathan.
All right, Michael, thank you. We are live from the Bloomberg Interactive Brokers Studios, where it is 649 on Wall Street. Normally the time we check what's going on in D.C., but this morning the political story is in the U.K. capital, where after hours, days, really, of relentless pressure from his own government, Boris Johnson is expected to announce later today he is resigning at U.K. Prime Minister. We're joined once again this morning live from outside number 10 Downing Street by Bloomberg's Lizzie. Burden, who's been covering the story from the get-go. Lizzie, what is the latest? What are we expecting from Johnson later today? Well, Nathan, we're elbow to elbow on the journalist side of the barrier today, uh, and the crowds are gathering beyond the gates of Downing Street. We're expecting to hear from the Prime Minister in 15 minutes, possibly an hour and 15 minutes, but there's no podium outside the black door yet. Uh, One of the UK broadcasters is reporting that he has seen the Queen as a matter of courtesy. And there are reports that there are concerns Boris won't stick to the speech that's been prepped for him to to read out. Uh, The reports are that he plans to resign but stay on as a caretaker leader until the fall, though there's pushback already from some MPs even on that saying that Boris Johnson was the the reason, the very reason for this unprecedented wave of resignations that we've seen from the government. But despite that, Johnson's starting to make some interim appointments uh, to his government. But I want to point out quickly that if he leaves now, today, he'd have a shorter tenure than his predecessor, Theresa May. But if he stays on as caretaker, he'd just beat her. But either way, it's a really humiliating end uh, to the political career of someone who only three years ago won the biggest landslide since Margaret Thatcher. And it makes you wonder, Lizzie, whether Boris Johnson really can carry on for the next oh, three months, as we are reporting that he does want to stay on, at least, as a caretaker prime minister. How is the leadership uh, vote going to work here with Boris Johnson potentially playing for time? Yes, well, it takes two stages, and it takes several months. The first stage is the shortlisting stage, where MPs put their own names into the hat, uh, and over several rounds, uh, they're whittled down to just two names to keep out the extreme ones. And the second stage is a ballot of the party membership on who's going to be picked. Uh, That's the grassroots members of the Conservative Party. But the timescales for each stage are set out by the 1922 Committee of Conservative Backbenchers. And if it takes till October to find a new leader, that only leaves the the replacement 14 months to set a new agenda before a general election. The the former Chancellor Rishi Sunak is the bookie's favourite again. Another is the former Defence Secretary Penny Morduan. Liz Trust, the Foreign Secretary, is making her way back from Indonesia. But whoever takes on uh, the, the... Keys to number 10 at this moment is taking on a Britain very much in crisis. I want to get back to the point you made earlier about the pressure that Boris Johnson may potentially be feeling here to not stay on as a caretaker prime minister. Watching headlines across the Bloomberg terminal of the main opposition leader, Keir Starmer, giving interviews saying that if Johnson does stay on, he's going to press for another no confidence vote. We've been talking just yesterday, Lizzie, about the rank and file conservatives meeting next week to do just that. Is a no-confidence vote another one potentially still in play here? 
I mean, if he doesn't resign today, then yes, because the 1922 committee is having it meant to have its elections next week for its leadership. They are expected to change their rules, and then they could have another confidence vote. This is what we were talking about this morning before the reports that Boris Johnson was going to resign. But as I say, there are concerns that he doesn't stick to the script today. If I could just read you what his former aide, Dominic Cummings, has tweeted, he's put, I know that guy, and I'm telling you, he doesn't think it's over. He's thinking there's a war, weird happens in a war, play for time, play for time, I can still get out of this, I've got a mandate, the members love me, just get me to September. If MPs leave him in situ, there will be carnage. And we have a red headline now just crossing the Bloomberg terminal from an unnamed official saying Boris Johnson is considering whether he can stay on as a U.K. caretaker prime minister. Got to ask, Lizzie, with all the turmoil that we've seen over the last several months here, with uh, now many ministers trying to distance themselves from Boris Johnson, where is the Conservative Party at this point? What kind of damage has been done to the leading party in the U.K.? It's incredibly divided at this point between those who uh, quit uh, and those who stayed to the very end. Uh, the, the, the ones who quit early remember this whole snowball effect of resignation started with the health secretary, Sajid Javid, uh, and the chancellor, Rishi Sunak. And then you've got those who've stayed, Liz Truss, the foreign secretary, Ben Wallace, the defence secretary. But you could argue that on both sides, they're tarnished by either... Uh, having remained in proximity to Boris Johnson or being seen to have betrayed him. Uh, but uh, it would be interesting to see how the grassroots make their judgments on them. Economics, their economic policies for future leaders could be key because, of course, we're in the midst of a cost-of-living crisis. Inflation is set to hit double digits in the fall. But it could also be uh, advantageous to wannabe leaders to have military backgrounds. There's uh, Ben Wallace, the Defence Secretary, who's previously served. Tom Tugendhat uh, hasn't held a senior position, but uh, a big figure in the Conservative Party. So they're the names to watch out for. The political volatility continues in the U.K. as we await that announcement. Later on this morning, Wall Street time, was U.K. Prime Minister Boris Johnson is expected to announce he will resign as the leader of the U.K. Lizzie Burden, as always, thanks for all the insights, all the uh, latest developments throughout the morning here on Bloomberg Daybreak. Karen. All right, Nathan, thank you. It is 655 on Wall Street. We turn to news and science and technology now with the Bloomberg NJIT STEM report. It is brought to you by New Jersey Institute of Technology. NJIT welcomes its ninth president, Tech Lim, a visionary leader committed to growing NJIT's partnerships with industry to bolster student opportunities and outcomes. Learn more at njit.edu. And here's what's making news in science, technology, engineering, and math. There are new concerns that Shanghai may find itself back in a lockdown, China's financial hub reported that the number of coronavirus cases doubled in a day to the highest level since May. Shanghai has already increased mass testing. NASA says contact has been restored with its $32 million spacecraft headed to the moon to test out a lopsided lunar orbit. Contact was lost after one successful communication and a second partial one on Monday after the spacecraft left Earth's orbit on its way to the moon. The 55-pound satellite is the size of a microwave oven and will be the first spacecraft to try out this oval orbit 
which is where NASA wants to put its gateway outpost. And Bloomberg News has learned Apple plans its largest smartwatch display to date. Sources say it'll have a bigger battery and a rugged metal casing as part of the upcoming Apple Watch geared toward extreme sports athletes. The larger display, which is planned to be announced later this year with the other two models, will have about 7% more screen area than the largest current Apple Watch. And that's the Bloomberg NJIT STEM report. And again, futures this morning are on the rise. S&P futures up nine points, Dow futures up 100, NASDAQ futures up 39, the DAX in Germany is up one and a half percent, and the FTSE 100 up 1.2 percent, 10 year treasury down 430 seconds, yield 2.94 percent, and the yield on the two year is at 3.01 percent. Bloomberg surveillance is straight ahead. Tom Keene and Jonathan Farrow will be in Washington, and they'll be watching all the developments out of the UK. They're listening for that formal statement from Boris Johnson about his resignation. And when that resignation is formally announced, we'll bring that to you live right here on Bloomberg Radio. For Nathan Hager, I'm Karen Moscow. This is Bloomberg. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.